Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. It's the Hamp and OP Show. It's always difficult coming off uh, a loss at any, at any point, but for us, you know, there's a lot of emotions in that locker room. It's been a, a long year, and I just, I, uh, I love every one of these guys, these players, these coaches, and been through a lot. What an effort. Okay, fine, it wasn't. Season's over. Who's staying? Who's going? I think Javon Wims is out here. Montgomery taking the snap. Trubisky launching it. Right back to Wims. And he drops a touchdown. The pass was perfect. You too, Anthony Miller. Unsportsmanlike conduct. Number 17 of Chicago. Number 17 from Chicago has been disqualified. And see you later, Mitchell Trubisky. Enough is enough. He gone. Hamp and OB for the final time of the 2020 season. Brought to you by ChevyDriveChicago.com and Dan Hampton's truck. The Chevy Silverado. Drive what Hamp drives. Chevy. Here's Dan Hampton and Ed Obradovich. Hamp and OB indeed for the final time as we finally... Call it quicks for 2020. Saints 21, the Bears 9. Phone lines already hopping here. 312-981-7200. Hampton will be brought to you by ChevyDrivesChicago.com. Dan Hampton's truck, the Chevy Silverado. Drive what Hamp drives. Drive a Chevy. Let me just read the report. It's a winner. It is a winner. Unlike other things. Let me just read the breaking news, fairly breaking. Uh, KP Kevin Powell was uh, talking about it as well. Chuck Pagano, for one, the Bears defensive coordinator, is retiring. Uh, But the bigger news from uh, now multiple sources, but Brad Biggs of the Trib had it first. The rumor flying around the NFL right now is that the Bears will retain general manager Ryan Pace and head coach Matt Nagy into 2021. That's what folks working in the league have heard. We'll see if the team has something this evening, but that is the chatter that is out there right now. I don't think any of that is surprising, Hamp, uh, but it doesn't exactly feel great to hear all at the same time. No, it doesn't. And, you know, sadly, folks, uh, in a year of, of amazing up and downs, in a game that was doable, a game that we were not only in it, but with any conviction from the head coach, from the offensive coordinator, from our so-called quarterback. It was a doable game, a game that we could have stolen. But all that, it ended, just like the season with a whimper. And you know and I know, Mark Carmen, that not only did this season come to a miserable end, but hopefully and we all thought maybe maybe it was going to be a clean break where we were going to see some major changes made where we didn't have to see Anthony Miller and his asinine antics hey we don't need it we don't want it we don't we don't want to watch it ever again Javon Wims we don't need it we don't want it we don't want to watch it ever again Eddie Jackson missing tackles going through the entire season without an interception We don't need it. We don't want to see it again. We don't want to watch it ever again. But all that being said, here they almost in a, in a, in a, in a a predictable way, the head coach, the GM is coming back, OB, and poor Chuck Pagano, after watching what he had to endure with that offense on the sideline, he said, that's enough. I'm done. I retire. Well, Dan. 
you know, I mean, folks, just stay tuned here tonight. I'll tell you what. You t- this, I don't know what's happening to the Bears organization. I, I don't. I'm clueless. And I'll tell you who else is clueless. Matt Nagy. We go down. We back into the playoffs by a miracle. We back in. We go down. We have nothing to lose. And what does he do in our passing game? He dinks and dunks for four quarters. For four quarters. There's so much that was bad about that game. Folks, you're going to hear it here all night long. How the hell is it that you don't stretch the field? You don't have crossing in patterns. You don't have post patterns, deep posts, skinny posts, hitch and goes. Why don't you open up the field? The damn announcers were saying the same thing while the game was going on. Dink and dunk, dink and dunk. And then Trubisky on two passes. One was an out. Do I forget who, who, who it was, who the whiteout was? He hit it, slid it right into the ground and bounced up to the receiver. The other one, he was about a foot away from completing a pass to the opposition's bench. That's how bad. And now we're going to hear that Chuck Pagano and Danny, I tell you, my first thought is, he wants the hell out of here. They're going to make me the scapegoat when we can't convert a third down. And by the way, folks, again, going back to this game, and you're going to hear about a lot tonight. Do you know when he finally converted a third down conversion? Under two minutes to go. About a minute and 30 or a minute and 40, we finally convert on a third down. The entire football game where you had a chance to let it out, attack, and make a statement. And you play scared-to-death football, dink and dunk, dink and dunk, protecting Trubisky. Either that or, Coach, you're really stupid, and you got some stupid offensive coordinators and some stupid quarterback coaches. It's right in front of you, folks. I... I'm so, Dan, I'm absolutely infuriated. I watched that game again today. Again today, and and it got worse. How in the hell do you get down there four times in the red zone and you don't try to score a touchdown? You're an 8-8 football team. You backed in. You've got a chance. You go down there, and that one time, do you try to throw to Cole Komet or Graham? One time, last play of the game, about a 10-yard pass or 12-yard, whatever it was, and Graham had to make a fantastic catch. And by the way, did you what he did, Dan? <laughs> he got caught, went, fell down in the end zone, dropped the ball, got up and ran right through the top. Yeah, he went. He had it. He, he had enough of it. He went and got in his car, started it, and waited for Chuck Pagano to get in. <laughs> You know, in a game that was a microcosm of the Nagy era, now three years in the books, it was a microcosm of penalties, drops, mistakes, fumbles, ejections, missed tackles, a quarterback without any ability to to throw with conviction, an offense that looked like on its best day 
would have trouble moving it against a good high school defense. And then at the end of the day, what happens? What happens? The Bears decide to retain this head coach. That, that to me, I, I, Mark, I'm stunned. I'm stunned. You want me to read they're it to you keeping, again? They're keeping that full, that absolute full. He thought he thinks coaching is, well, what we have to do going, going down to New Orleans, the main thing we have to do is trust each other. Trust each other? You want to hear what he has to say about whether he thinks the team is on track to contend, OB? We could play that one for you. Or you want to do that when we come back here? No, I whenever, whenever Let, you want. Let's hear that one. Let's hear. Uh, it, hey, Matt, do you think the Chicago Bears are on track to contend? Matt, you, you said you're not where you want to be. Uh, at Taking into account the whole season and what happened today, do you believe this team is on track to become a contender, or do you believe that major changes are necessary to get there? No, I think – well, well, here's what I would say to that question is – You know, making the playoffs is great, but what we did today has to be a lot better, you know. And so how do we do that? He says every Every year is always going to be a little bit different. Uh, That's just a simple fact. Matter of fact, Jason, I just told the guys in the locker room that um, for us to get better and to be uh, the team that we need to be, that's something that we'll do here in the offseason is make sure that wherever there's a weakness, we make it a strength. See, I love that one, too. Like, he does this – I would, like, call it – Amateur psychology. Wherever there's a weakness, there or or whatever, high school coach. I don't know. If he if you sat there after the season, or hey 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 Dan, hey ninety nine, it's out of control, is what it is. Well, gentlemen, there, there's no accountability. I mean, think about this. None. The guy that dropped the touchdown pass in the end zone was the same one that got us in a bind in the first game due to Chauncey Gardner taunting them to get them into a position where in the first game Wims took a swing at him and got suspended but more importantly we went from a second and five to a second and 20 where the next play Nick Foles at quarterback at the time in an effort to try to convert throws an interception and from that point on the Saints basically dominated us. Gentlemen let me tell you something between Pace and Nagy guys you cannot fix stupid and those are stupid people. Just look at what Pace has done with the monies involved and his drafts and his free agents. My God. And then take a look at Nagy. What the hell? We've been playing. I mean, high school teams could beat the teams that we've been playing. And he struggles 8-8, eight and 8-8, eight, eight and 12-4. Eight, and, and, and we went 12-4 and four again. We had the easiest schedule in the National Football. We had the 32nd easiest schedule. This guy's played nothing but mushrooms, and guess what? The mushrooms keep kicking our butt. 312-981-7200, Hamp and OB. Even though it's over, we're still happy to be with you tonight, and we'll be here till 10 o'clock. So jump on in. Uh, Adam Hoax coming no, up you're at... you're sounding like Nagy. I just lost my... I, 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 I don't know where to go here, Hamp. Uh, Hoax at 8.30, Cos at 9. There? We got lots of callers. We got Mark, we got Ty, we got Jim, we got Neil, we got you. Jump on in here. Let's go we'll, right to we'll, him when we'll, 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 we'll process it all. Here we go. Uh, bear season is over. Hamp will be brought to you by Chevy. DriveChicago.com on 720 WGN. Jim, to build a program that has a shot at a Super Bowl each year, the Saints have done. That is caught! Jimmy Graham! Wow! Breezes, and he's just taking it right in. That was such a fitting ending. Yep, as a metaphor for the entire season, and hopefully 
the coaches, management of this team, but no, here they are. The grifters return, Obi. <laughs> Boy, I'll tell you what. When I saw Jimmy Graham, and he made a spectacular catch, okay? And, and he comes down, throws the ball on a thing, just turns around and goes right in. You know what? What he he just he that was a statement from a player, okay? And I'm sure he's got a lot of respect on. He's got a lot of years in this league, and he's done a lot of good things. And I'm sure, and I'm saying this: what I take from that is that is basically how this whole how these players feel. God, that's it's done. Let's get out of here. Let's get away from these people. Well, and we're going to go through all that in the next two and a half hours. Let's jump on some of these calls. All right, Mark Carmen. Let's go. 312-981-7200. Jump on in after someone jumps off. Mark and Broadview, welcome to WGN Happen O'Bree, brought to you by ChevyDriveChicago.com. Go ahead, Mark. Uh, I just wanted to talk about pace and um, his six picks that he had. And, you know, Robinson... Wims, Miller, Floyd, Krakowski, Mitchell, and where are they? They're gone. They're done. He has put this organization in a hole that we can never climb out of, and spent so much money on people that are garbage. It's literally, and thanks for the call, Mark, it's literally every week that I end up Google searching again. All right, let me look at it again since 2015 so I can have all the draft picks in front of me. All the blown draft picks. But here, here, going forward, and you asked me during the break, what, what has to happen? A new set of eyes to see what is reality on this football team. But think about this. You've got a team with virtually zero cap space. In fact, $41 million is allocated to, to Khalil Mack and Robert Quinn next year. It'll be $41 million is the cap hit on those two. How about our safety? Oh, what, yeah. What do you make this year? $33 million? Something crazy. And you, you hear that, folks? And he, out of control and, and was a non-factor. And you know what? He mastered the art of the Ole tackle where he avoided it at all costs. But here's the other part. You don't have a starting quarterback. Your best player on offense is unsigned and probably would will hold you for ransom to come back, meaning Allen Robinson. You got an aging, almost should. incompetent defense because they couldn't stop anybody when we needed them to. But at the end of the day, where are the draft picks that you can say, we are building with this, 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 this? The only one that comes close is Roquan Smith. And he didn't even play. Mark, let me tell you something, Mark. This is how you you build a team through the draft. Sometimes free agency, the guy is really great somewhere else. As many times as he comes in and helps you for a couple years, as many times they come in and do nothing. Believe what I'm telling you, you just got to go throughout the league and double check. Sometimes all these great free agents, you give them all this money, they come in and they disappear. And I'm going to tell you something. Folks, next year, do you really believe that we're going to go 12 and 4, 15 and 1, when we had a chance Sunday to make a statement at the final end of the game? We backed into the playoffs and to attack and go downfield. What the hell did you have to lose? Why didn't you go downfield? Why didn't you go to post patterns, quarter patterns, hitch and goes, crossing ends? Why didn't you open it up? 
It was there for you. You're a horrible coach. You know, in a game where we came out and looked so weak and indecisive on both offense and defense the first half, the Saints looked worse. The Saints were waiting for us to take the game. We took advantage of it, Dan. And we didn't do a damn thing. All right, let's go to the next one. Todd in Plainfield, welcome to 720 WGN. Go ahead, Todd. Hey, guys, I'm a huge fan. Um, I just wanted to talk about, like, I don't want to hear any more of uh, Matt Nagy's excuses in his press conference. I listen to every press conference. The Bears do a great job of posting them on YouTube. And I listen to every one, and every single one is excuse after excuse after excuse. And it's like, it's the NFL. I'm a senior in high school, and I know that. And then we have one win against a team with a winning record. It's ridiculous. I watched the Alabama game last night. A college team is more disciplined than the NFL team, and these guys are getting paid millions of dollars to do that. Amen. Very, very angry. Todd and Plainfield, because you listen to every Matt Nagy press conference, we're going to give you a $50 gift card to borrow. Why can't they take that off a platform, (laughs) Nagy? $50 Fifty dollar gift you card. Guys, thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Fifty dollar gift card to Bartolini's Restaurant and Catering, family owned and operated, serving the best Italian cuisine in Chicagoland, plus the world famous meatballs. They're located at 144th of Pulaski and Midlothian, open seven days a week for dining, patio seating, and to go orders. Details at Bartolini's.com. Don't you think that's and, and one, I mean, one last thing, Ob? Unlike the Bears going out with a whimper and squatting to relieve themselves on the turf most of the game. Bartolini's came out big time tonight with the chicken, the meatballs, the A game, and they were great. We had to have a little uh, mixed formation tonight because of uh, we got the Blackhawks hockey set up here, and, and OB was all by himself in his office, and and he really you you, you remained focused. OB he was, was swinging at everybody. He, he, it was impressive. OB, what do you got? You're uh, looking no, at something. I just want to say the first two callers to Mark and to Todd. Great calls, guys. Great calls, Mark let's, and let's, let's get some more good ones. You want another good one? All right, let's jam in Aurora. No pressure. Welcome to WGN. Oh, Go ahead. Yeah. Thanks, Mark. Uh, Dennis Green said the Bears are who we thought they are. Bill Parcell said you are what your record is, and the Bears are now mediocre for two straight years. No improvement from 2018. No draft pick until number 20. They can't compete with playoff teams. Uh, okay, Ed. Face reality here now. Nagy's back. Is it imperative that Trubisky don't come back? And Dan? Good question. Dan, if no organizational change is coming, is it time we move the anchors for draft picks? It's a great question. Thank thank you, Jim. It, it's... Um... And I, I've seen it teed up. Dan Reeder wrote it this way too. It's like, do you do you come in here with a sledgehammer, or are you just going to go with a screwdriver and just try to mess around here? Well, well let, let me be, tell get, you something. Get, get Nagy uh, keeping uh, Trubisky. What do you think about that? Ten seconds, and we'll, we can handle it after news. Well, I, they can't keep him because here, folks, he's been here. What has he done? He's incapable. He's not an accurate passer. He cannot read defenses. His own coach, after last season, said that he was going to work the entire offseason to teach him how to recognize and read defenses. That's what Nagy said. Those were his words. He, This kid couldn't figure out how to play. Oh, gee. Ping pong. Uh, and here's the deal. After the break, I have documented proof on NFL game tape. All right. Let's do that after the news. 730. Check in. It was right now on 720 WGN throwing the ball as a touchdown so you don't get a lot of opportunities like that and get your guy um pretty pretty wide open behind the safety 
a play we've been practicing for the last few weeks. Um, I was excited. Coach Coach got it called, um, and that definitely would have helped early on get on the board and, and getting us some momentum. Um, so I, I thought it was going to be a touchdown, but got to have that next play mentality. But we just um, overall we're just sloppy tonight. Mitch, Mitch Trubisky. So much there to throw in the Nickelodeon too. Good effort by Nickelodeon Trubisky. You know what? Yeah, well, the coaches should have been on History Channel after that nonsense <laughs> I watched. That was that 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 job, that job that Matt Nagy and his staff his staff put on Sunday was pathetic. And there's no way you can talk your way out of it, dance around it, over it, under it, whatever you want to go. And of all time, that shows you, folks. That shows you their mentality. That shows you their coaching ability. That shows you who the hell they are. Talking about the players, that showed you exactly what kind of coaching staff the Chicago Bears have. They're pathetic. Okay, and the question from the caller before the break was, do you think the Bears are going to take a sledgehammer and start trading off pieces, maybe Mac or whoever? Here's the, here's the bottom line, folks. It's more... Kabuki Theater from the Bears. They're not going to do anything. Because guess what? Ryan Pace built this team. Now, he's not going to start trading people away because he thinks the same reason why he brought them here, that he knows more than everybody else. And think about this. That quarterback you just heard, well, that's the reason Nagy was brought here, to fix him. After three years, does he look fixed? I don't think so. Three, right, let's go to the call. Three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. And this is, by the way, not the way to go about your business. The schedule next year should not matter. But you got to go to Tampa, Seattle, Pittsburgh, the Rams. In addition to your regular trips to Green Bay and Minnesota, you have to go to Cleveland, who's still in the playoffs. Last time I checked, it's uh, that's roadkill. I mean, I, I mean, we, you, with the same bunch. Yeah, with the same bunch. The Here luck. The luck of the Bears. Nobody was in that stadium. The, how we stunk it up at home here? Do you could you imagine what would have went on in that stadium? And guess what, management and ownership, guess what? You think you're going to go 12 and four, 14 and two, with this coaching staff and with this quarterback? Watch out for the Bear fans, friends. Watch out for the Bear fans. They're not going to put up with it. You can guarantee it. Neil. Across the pond in England. Thank you for making the overseas phone call, Neil. Welcome to WGN. Go ahead. Hi, hi Dan. Uh, basically, it's following up about Nagy and Pace. Uh, the news over here is that these two clowns are still going to be kept in employment for the Bears next year. That's not what I wanted to hear. Pagano's retiring, which is a bonus. And as well as the fixtures that the lads just been reading out, we've also got Baltimore and San Francisco at home, which are not going to be easy, even though they're home games. And I'm going yep. to be playing those in with no fans there as well. Well, you said earlier, Obi, you can't fix stupid, and it seems that George McCaskey hasn't got a clue how to fix stupid on that one. Um, I don't know if you guys heard the adverts before that, but they were saying about 844 cancel uh, from useless, free yourself from useless. I wish somebody had thrown 844 cancel to the McCaskies and free the Bears from useless, because at the moment that's what we've got. Myself, personally, for defensive coordinator, I'd love to see the raid Wisconsin for James Leonard, because their defence is absolutely solid in the college game. Um, I don't know what you guys think, but I'm just 
I don't see oh, any light at the end of the tunnel if Basie's still here. Hold on a second, Neil. We'll, we'll tackle the defensive coordinator in a second. But how did you become a Bears fan, Neil? In 1985, we saw the Super Bowl for the very first time on Channel 4 here in the UK. Obviously, one of your uh, guests there was on. Yes, he was. The, the team. He was a big part of the team. And I've just started following him since then. The characters like the Fridge, McMahon, uh, Sweetness, obviously Dan, uh, Michael, Singletary, they were all big-name players in the game at the time and characters for us to watch over here. And I just took a liking to the way they played on the defensive side of things, they, they hit and they hit to work. Neil, like this lot, you've got a lot of back there running out of bounds, one yard shot the first down because you don't want to get hurt. Neil, if they had a Bartolini's in England, we'd send you to Bartolini's. You're awesome, man. Appreciate you. Thank you, Neil. Thanks, Thanks so Neil. much. All right, anybody want to tackle that? You want to tackle Neil's thoughts? Well, you know, obviously, last year, Nagy unloaded three coaches, brought in three new ones, and... The, the, the veil is, oh, well, they were the problem. Now we're going to be fixed. Same thing with Pagano, as OB just said earlier in the show. He probably, it was a twofold thing. Not only do I not, not feel comfortable trying to run a defense, you know, with this, with the personnel that he was given, because this defense never looked like it should have looked. Thank you. But but, it, it, but but having to deal with the offense, you had to play with both arms tied behind your back because every you get on the bench, three and out, here they come. Yeah, but we got to go back out. Hold there on. you go. That's it. I tell you what, Pagano, I've been playing with my hands tied behind my back every down. We got to go in, <coughs> excuse me, and save this team on every down. They cut why? Because they go three and out, three and out, three and out, and again to go back. To this game, the playoff game, do you, what the game was almost over with before we converted on third down, folks. I'm not making this up. It was over. You know what? How long? We, how many? How many times have I said, "What's our problem? We can't convert on third down. Why? You can't move the ball down the field. You can't move the ball down the field. You can't score. You get into the red zone. Why don't you try to score a touchdown?" In this playoff game, you're down there four times. Why don't you try to throw the ball in the end zone and score a touchdown? Why? Okay, I, I, I wanted to get this real quick. You wanted proof? Go back and watch the game. The last two minutes of the first half, we've got the ball. We're down seven to three. Three so runs. Hey, it's one minute forty eight seconds on the clock. Yep. You got two timeouts at the, the at the eighteen yard line. Right. And we handed the ball off three plays in a row. That tells you that Trubisky is such a hoax. But worse, the Nagy wants to perpetrate that hoax, saying, oh, yeah, we're bona fide. We're legit. And he doesn't even call a pass play. Hey, Danny, that, 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 that's probably the biggest spike of the game as far as I'm concerned. If he was How in the hell do you do that? <laughs> How do you do that? If Nagy was a surgeon, you could file malpractice suit against him for that. What you do, remember early in the year, I couldn't tell you how many times. What was it, one time about 20 seconds to go, 22 seconds, whatever it was, and I think we had one or two timeouts. In L.A. We got the ball. That's right, against the Rams. What the hell do you think Nagy does? Takes his team, they run off the field and run in the locker room while the time is still clicking out. He doesn't even try to score. Rodgers had 18 or 19 seconds left 
in one game. He went down the field and they kicked the field goal. He did not eat with timeout, one or two timeouts, and 20 plus seconds to go. And he runs into the locker room at halftime. Folks, you, oh, Jesus. So that one I thought was just straight brutal. I'm 100% with you guys. What do you, what is the message that you are sending to your team? Down four with a minute 49 to go. That's an eternity in the NFL. And you're going to, and then on third down after running it twice, you're going to hand the ball off to Ryan Nall. You might as well have given it to me. Ryan, what is this, a preseason game? I, I couldn't believe it. You know what? There, there, I, there are words. I could explain this to you, but I, you couldn't put it on the radio. I cannot tell you. I'll say it again. You can't fix stupid. And Nagy is a stupid head coach. He is stupid. Bob in Chicago. Welcome to Hampton OB, brought to you by ChevyDriveChicago.com. Dan Hampton's truck, the Chevy Silverado. Thank you, Chevy. Drive what Hampton drives. Drive that Chevy. What's up, Bob? Hey, hello. I'm Hi. on 294. Can you, can you hear me? We can hear you, Bob. We hear you. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm going to quick pile on. I got a couple of points. You know, those three draw plays, you run draw plays against Green Bay. That works. You don't run draw plays against New Orleans Saints. Saints, these people are idiots. Anyways, what I was going to say to you is that not one of these players has gotten better. Maybe a little bit Smith that you mentioned him. But otherwise, over the past three years, not one of them has improved. Okay, and if you think bringing in another quarterback, he's going to get better and give him the naggy, you guys got to be out of your mind. He's going to screw that one up, too. You know, it ain't going to happen. Anyways, guys, have a great evening. Danny, it's always good to talk to you. I saw you up at Strawberry Creek not, uh, last year. Talk at you all later. Thanks. Bye-bye now. Thanks, Bob. Bob, you're the man at Strawberry Creek rocks. It's, you know, here's, here's the sad part about it. Huge points by Bob. You yeah. know. Think about the fan. All the callers have been great. You know, think about the fan that has to, year after year, not only game after game, wait, 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 wait for what? And in, in keeping these two in control of the direction and destiny of this franchise. It's unbelievable, Dan. It, it, it's, it's, it's beyond flabbergasting. It truly is. And, you know, like I said... We not only, you know, kind of, you know, snickered when the Bears signed Nick Foles and traded a fourth round pick for him, but he came in and guess what? He got worse too. He did. He did. He, he hates and him. I'm just saying, and you're expecting a difference in what, seven months that all, all of a sudden the magic wand comes out and now everybody is going to start producing and becoming better. On a weekly basis, hold, don't hold your breath. Where are you going to find five guys to back to make uh, our quarterback Trubisky upright? Where are you going to find five? And we need five guys. We need five offensive linemen. Don't let anybody, folks. Don't let anybody. Oh, this guy, he's good. Well, yeah, he's over there. Well, he's he played at Notre Dame, and this guy. Oh boy, we found him. We miraculously put him in another position. And guess what? He's the best center in the history of the Bears. It's Lappable. And, and, you know, unfortunately, you mentioned Notre Dame. Cole Komet, who we, we've we all pulled for. All year unsport- long. His unsportsmanlike penalty. That was- co- uh, you know, hey, it doesn't matter. If they call it, you did it. And that's the way it goes. I hated it's a that damn call. damn shame. I hated that call with a passion. Uh, but he did put himself, I suppose, they in a bad position. This, 
coaching staff holds nobody accountable on this team. They met for 15 minutes. He said, I love my players. I love my players. He does. He, he, well, oh, I, isn't I, that sweet? I love my players. I don't think he's telling the truth when he says it, but it doesn't matter. 748 coming on back. Your Hampton OB on 720 WGN. I think what they're going to do is move on from Mitchell Trubisky, but I'm with Dan. Look, I've never been a, a big fan of this Nagy guy. And, and quite honestly, it's because of the way he handled the, the uh, Trubisky thing. Mm-hmm. He put everything on him. I mean, he's the guy they blame everything on. Well, why don't you look at yourself first, man? I mean, dude, you scored three points in this game. I mean, I, I know it's nine, but no, it was three points. Right. And, and quite honestly, you're an offensive guru. That's why you came here. And those stats that Himbo just, just put up and Dan talked about, that's not acceptable. And I, hey, you've gone to the playoffs – you know, two out of the last three years, congratulations. That's because that the NFC is a hell of a lot weaker than the AFC. But at the, at the when, when I look at this, you you know, your guy at Northwestern, yep. Chicago kid, that fits better because this guy that plays in Chicago. This guy, I mean, I, I don't I don't like him. I don't like the way he doesn't take every damn bullet for him. That's your job as a head coach. You don't make your quarterback take every mm-hmm. bullet. You take the dang mm. bullets, and that's why I don't respect about this yeah. guy. So that is Rex Ryan on ESPN's Get Up just firing away at Matt Nagy. And he's not completely right, but there have been many times where Nagy has said stuff where it's like, whoa, you just did throw your quarterback under the bus there. And that, to his point, he's right. Like, it, it, it's, it's caught me off guard numerous times through the last couple of three years. I think years. what he was talking about was this game specifically. Now, Let's let's say what it. I mean, the kid's been here four years, and yet the culmination, where every game you are preparing for the next big test, the big event, and this is what happens. Think about this: Nagy Trubisky, this combo, two playoff games, they've scored a total of what, uh, eighteen points. Eight, like he said, that last touchdown doesn't matter. No, that's it's no. eighteen points in in a hundred and twenty minutes of playoff football. Eighteen points in a hundred and twenty minutes of playoff football. What about that tells you either one deserves to have a job? All right, let's get to the calls. Three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. I was, for the record, just surprised that he went that far, Rex. But uh, hey. Well, he's probably saying, "I'm I, well, nobody wants to hire me." Right? You know, at least he got his team to a championship game. Yeah, let the, and I was doing with Mark Sanchez. By the way, he's hired to find the good, bad, and the, and the indifferent. That's his job. I get it. Okay, I, I get it. Hey, what do you think we're here for? <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Drink a cup of tea. Hey, <laughs> hey, and just so you know, we're not Monday you. morning quarterbacks. We're Tuesday night truthers. That's exactly. <laughs> there we go. Carl in Riverside. Welcome to WGN Hampton OB, brought to you by ChevyDriveChicago.com. Go ahead there, Carl. Hey, number one, I'm going to miss all you guys. Uh, eight, uh, number, uh, Mark, was that your, your mug I saw on TV a couple nights ago? That was me, Carl. I, well, at least... That was good. Hey, better looking, better looking than Nagy, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, thanks, Carl. Look- <laughs> Dan, Ed, okay, about four weeks ago, Nagy's in a press conference and he said, we're organic, we're authentic, we're real. Now, what the hell did he mean about that? Uh, excuse me while I go take a dip in the Displains River. Go to it. <laughs> I, that is uh, impressive, Carl. I hope you're 
least moderately our, kidding. As our wonderful caller <laughs> about 20 minutes ago, Jimmy said, like Dennis Green said, you are what we think you are. You're a team that lost eight of the last 11 games. It doesn't matter. You get to go home and tell everybody you're going to be the head coach of the Chicago Bears once again. Can we make that a thing on the text line, 312-981-7200? The Bears make me want to, and you can just like go, you can uh, dove, dovetail off a of car with you jump what, in the Desplaines what, River. Yes, what I can't. I can't wait till this up, up. Excuse me, the twenty-one season coming. Yeah, I'll tell you what, the eight home games that we're going to play. Yeah, I tell you what, management, coaches, ownership, hold on to your hats. It could get ugly in there. That is that is true. But again, uh, I don't think they're really worried about that. Dave in Wisconsin, welcome to WGN. Go ahead. Oh, thank you, Mark. Um, I'm going to go a total different direction tonight i called last week and told you guys that the schedule is going to kill us next next year uh, especially the way games but this is one of the saddest nights as a bear fan watching my first game in 1957 coming from green bay and seeing dan you play with your great players behind you and ed uh god larry morris bill george joe fortunato behind you stan Atkinson. i mean those guys were just excuse me stan uh yeah you guys were doug Atkinson. You guys were just great. I am, I've been crying, and I've had tears in my eyes. I'm not mad anymore, guys. I've, I've had it. I've been, I've been in my tears in my eyes since 7:10 when you guys have come on here and you announced that, Mark, about what Bad Big said. I can't even imagine this is happening, that they're retaining these guys. This is really – I've had tears in my eyes. Can you imagine that for a 70-year-old? And all the games I've seen and gone through and the hardships living in Wisconsin, you're a Bears fan. And I'll tell you right now, guys – I wish I was there. I, could, I All I need is like a big hug from all three of you and say, Dave, things are going to get better. <laughs> so, but, oh. but guys, right now, I don't freaking think it is. This is this disgusting thing. You know, I don't like Nagy. I don't like Pace real quick. But you know who I'm really disgusted with and really disappointed is the word, disappointed, and all Bear fans should be, is at least 80 90% tonight, I think they are, is the McCaskies. If they can't see this along with their board of directors, and Ted Phillips, if they can't see what these con artists, con artists have done to them, and I would have liked to have seen their sob stories going into their offices the last two days. This is an absolute disgrace. I'm about this far away, and you can't see my fingers, but I'm about this far away from just dumping the bears forever. I mean, I don't watch. Should I go through this next 10, 50 years before I die? And with this team, guys, I hope the Bears fans just let them have it next to you guys. And I am really sad about it. Thank you, Dave. Dave. Appreciate you. David, good call. David, let, let me say this. Let me say, we're, we're talking, Trubisky is going to be our our quarterback, folks, come hell or high water. No. He's going to be our quarterback. And I'm going to tell you why he's going to be our quarterback do you think the likes of an Aaron Rodgers, a Deshaun Watson, a Patrick Mahomes, uh, Josh Allen, do you think those people would come here on a trade, even if you offered them $200 million, you think that they would come here and play under this general manager and this dumb football coach we have? You think they're going to come in here and put their lives, their career, and have this guy destroy it? Think about what I just said. You think a quality quarterback, 
He will null and void a trade if he is involved in a trade. You think they're going to come to play for the Chicago Bears? You're sadly mistaken. And I don't miss on these things either, by the way. I think that they will... Okay, that's interesting. Let's do it after 8 o'clock, what you think will actually happen. Ask Aaron Rodgers. I would like to come to Chicago and well, be the coach. Right, I but, mean the quarterback. But, but OB, if they're under contract, they get traded here. They're going to have to. I, I'm just asking you. And Patrick Mahomes. No. Boy, you could leave Kansas City. That little town isn't that big. But boy, come to Chicago. What do you think? He, you know, where, where do you think he'd tell you where to go? We're not an attractive free agent destination. I think you're you're hitting the nail on the head on that that's one. The, that's, my point is, who the hell are you going to get to come in here and be a quarterback I, of quality? Who? I got, I'll give you my plan coming back after 8. I'd love to hear Ham's plan, too, as to what they should do with the quarterback position. 8 o'clock, let's uh, get you to news. Ham, it'll be brought to you by ChevyDriveChicago.com, and we're going to the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom right now on 720 WGN. Yeah, I think, um, I think I could definitely see myself back here next year. Obviously, a lot of that's out of my control. Um, but it just, it feels like home and it feels like we have unfinished business. Um, and, and right now I'm really just, um, bummed about how the season being over and how the game went. So a lot of emotions going on right now, but, um, I, I could see, I could see that, but we'll, we'll see there's a, there's a lot of things that got to happen and a lot of decisions that got to be made and, um, it's out of my control, but I, I could see that. Mick to Mitch Trubisky. That was at least one of my favorite after the season moments. Unfinished business. <laughs> what business did they actually finish? I mean, don't you have to to have unfinished business? Don't you have to have finished some business? Does that make any sense? Happen will be by the way brought to you by Chevy Drive Chicago. Try, how about trying to win a, a playoff game? Once, just one. You know. Hey, by the way, and wait a minute. This decision is going to be made by your favorite general manager, Ob Adam uh, Adam uh, Ryan Pace. Now think about this: a GM, first and foremost, they have to have an ability to to discern players, talent, know the goods. This quarterback is. Exhibit A. Think about this. Mahomes ain't going nowhere. He's got a 10-year, $500 million contract. They're not letting him go nowhere. Watson, the other quarterback that Ryan Pace could not identify, they extended him four years, $156 million. And here's Trubisky saying he has unfinished business. The, the Deshaun Watson thing... I don't think it's going anywhere, but it is interesting that he is unhappy and perhaps could be pushing the Texans to get rid of him. If he wants out, the Bears better be the first people people on the on the horn. Let me tell you what they will. The, the, the Houston they will not get rid of Deshaun I Watson. I don't think they, they will. Either. You don't. They won't. lead the total league in yardage, and you only win four games. The kid, no. He is going to be there because if that owner ever got rid of him, that would be the last day you'd ever see anybody in that stadium. You might as well fold the franchise. I agree. There's no question about it. So but all that being said. People do dumb things. Yeah, yeah, and, and for Ryan Pace to go after Deshaun when he had a chance 
to draft him four years ago, and all this would have been a moot point, and who knows what would have happened with this defense. Dan, you know, he... he that would be the ultimate, ultimate, you know, uh, fiasco in Ryan Pace's, you know, lap. You know, they never took that kid out to dinner. They never met his family, or, or the Bears never did anything. It's a, it's, I mean, that's it's, next to, it's, I mean, you know, oh, Jesus. I, I, right, right, like I said, right, oh right, right, right. If he was right. a surgeon, you would file, you know, charges. All right, let's keep it rolling here. Uh, Adam Hoke's coming up at 8.30. Kaz is at 9, 312-981-7200. Uh, the Bears season is over. We're, we're working, and you all know this, we're working on some perhaps uh, solutions at the quarterback position coming up here. We haven't gotten to that yet. Joe and Indy, welcome to WGN. Go ahead. Camp OB, uh, thanks for taking the call. Uh, I love the show. My parents love the show. Shout out to Don and Jenny in Michigan City. What up, Don and Jenny? Uh, there you go. <laughs> thank you. Uh, yeah, talking about the Nickelodeon most valuable player, Mr. <laughs> Trubisky. Uh, rumors are swirling about uh, you know Pace and Nagy coming back. What happens to our MVP? Uh, obviously, he's hitting the free agency market. Do we franchise tag him? Do we look for something in the draft? You know, Mac Jones played a hell of a game last night. Uh, just wanted to get your thoughts there. That's a great, great question, what they're going to do with Allen Robinson, who does not want to be franchised. Uh, anybody want to try to tackle that one? Because uh, to me, it, they shouldn't be in this position. This should have already been handled. You know, what? What? what, what could, let, let's say that happens. Let's say Mac Jones or the kid from Clemson. Somehow the Bears work a deal. Where they get the draft and they take him. You don't. Do you remember John Elway? Oh. <laughs> remember oh, John Elway? You think that that they would force their way out of Chicago if refused the refused to go? Refused to go. We traded. He would they traded? He refused to play, and they had to make a deal. Hey Jacksonville, we'll Could give lightning you, strike twice. Hey Jacksonville, we'll give you five first round draft picks. Five of them, so we can draft number one. Then they they, they draft Trevor Lawrence. Then he says no. That would be the all time all timer. It happened, right? Well, it didn't happen like that, but no, it didn't happen like that. But I'm just saying for for your scenario to happen, Ob, the what would it take for the Bears? What would it take for Jacksonville to trade out of the number one? Spot? Remember what I told you? Can't pick stupid, my friend. It never, yeah. it, they it would never, never do happen. it. Yeah. They, right. Let's get back to our great uh, callers. All right, Kareem. In Plainfield, welcome to WGN. Go ahead, Kareem. Hey, guys. Look, I'm a little embarrassed uh, now to admit it. I always liked Nagy as a coach in spite of his flaws, uh, but I always appreciated his positive attitude and also his respect for the media compared to guys like John Fox and Lovey. But in any business, whatever it is, you look. you have to look at the people before you who have been successful and you learn from them. I can think of like a mid-1990s playoff game with the Dolphins and Don Shula put in a running back who fumbled the ball on his first carry and Dan Deardorff screamed, guys, you'll never see this guy carry the football again for Don Shula. I never even could stand Don Shula, but the last time I checked, he was pretty good at his job. Wanstead yesterday said Dallas was playing the Bears and Kervin Richard fumbled for the second time. In mid-game, Jimmy Johnson put his arm around Kervin and said, Hey, Kervin, I love you, buddy, but you're fired on the sideline mid-game. And, again, last time I checked, both those guys have a a few Super Bowl rings uh, between the two of them. And then Anthony Miller, I heard a bunch of guys say, well, you can't blame his actions on Nagy. He's a young kid. He can't control himself. Hey, I can understand that. I speak from experience. 
My dad taught me everything in life the right way, and in spite of it, I went and got the patent on stupid. But here, the issue is, I believe a thousand percent had Nagy cut whims uh, the first time when he did that stuff against the Saints, then Miller would have never done what he did yeah. Sunday, and that's where it's Nagy's fault. But, of course, hey, Nagy's got Miller's back. He's got Nagy's back. They all care so much. Hey, just be you. OB insisted, and, and Dan and Glenn have all insisted all year that coaching is a huge problem, whereas other uh, Nagy apologists have said, hey, players play the game, not coaches. Uh, is it just me, guys? Every game I watch on third down, the Bears receivers, they run their route short of the first down marker, and, and then I watch the other team, and they're always a yard or two past the first down marker. Those plays are called for- how that can be anything other than coaching. I don't need to be Bill Walsh or Bill Belichick or Andy Reid to figure that out, right? You're correct. I just hope, Mc- thank you. I pray, McCaskey family, I love you guys. I'm talking to you guys, the Chicago fans in this town. We are the most loyal fans. I don't care if it's the Bears, the Cubs, the Sox, the Hawks, the Bulls. We eat garbage year after year, and we keep coming through. But George McCaskey, just remember, I remember Tom Ricketts told his old man when they bought the Cubs, hey, Dad, hey, we buy this team. You don't even have to worry. You don't have to worry about winning. They'll just keep showing up. And after a couple of hundred lost seasons, there are plenty of empty seats. So I pray that the Bears fans will exercise the only power we got by not showing up for this trash anymore, if and when we're able to, with this damn COVID. All right. Because it's the only way we can send the message to to them. So, Thank you, Kareem. Got you, my friend. I appreciate the phone call and the, the, the many, many thoughts there. Uh, he's correct, and here's the one thing. And I and I said for Wims to be hit and retained after that idiotic episode back when we played the uh, Saints in October. Guess what? It shows you don't care the, you, that there's no accountability, and that is exactly after being told for ten minutes during the week about this Chauncey Gardner, how he likes to you know stir it up and provoke people. Yet Miller couldn't, couldn't, uh, you know, c- contain himself, and he gets tossed out of the game when Darnell Mooney is already out, which puts the Bear offense even further behind the eight ball. Well, I appreciate Nagy being honest too, at least a little bit. Like, hey, we sat down for fifteen minutes, which is a lot of time during the week to actually work on this. But at the other side of it is like. You sat there for 15 minutes and made a huge point about this. Was anybody even paying attention? Evidently, nobody cares. You can tell somebody all you want until you blew in the face that you can't do something. When they do it, that tells you everything you need to know. Why is he not released today? Why wasn't Wims released today? That would send a message. And you guys know this a and lot. the reason is because... They don't have anybody else because our our wonderful eye for talent hasn't been able to to ascertain who can play and who can't. Well, and listen, you guys know this way better than I do, but football extremely emotional game. It's crazy out there. Got, got you know you're you're running high, but both of you are saying that he's got to be better at containing his emotions. You've got to. What you do is you shut, you zip it, go back to the huddle. The next chance you get, you level him. And during the course of the play, that's the way it's always been. And it'll always be, except, you know, 
idiots that want to have this, you know, oh, don't disrespect me, and you you make a, a swing at somebody, you know, when people are walking around and the officials watching you. It's idiotic and stupid. And it, basically, you're putting a shiv in the back of your teammates. 818, we'll come on back here with your calls. Adam Hogue at the bottom of the hour. Hampton will be till 10. I think we might need to go till midnight at 720. We got out. Callers, callers, hang in there yeah. now. Chuck, Ed, Marshall, Kofi, you, yes, they're all there for you. We'll, we're back in uh, two minutes on 720 WGN. Montgomery have taken the snap. Trubisky launching it. Now, that was one time they went down the field, OB. Unfortunately, it did not work out. And actually, it was back-to-back. They threw the ball in the sideline. 31 side yards, Wim made a good catch. Hey, he's an NFL receiver. That's what he's supposed to do. And the longest re- review ever. I, You know what bothered me more than anything else in this play, and this is probably nitpicking, but he did not react like the world had come to an end. Like most receivers, you drop that ball, you crumple to the ground, you look like, you, I mean, you're he's forever going to be remembered in this city for that one moment, and that will be it, that and the Gardner-Johnson moment. But you'll, they'll remember the whims drop more but, than anything else. But remember his, his leader's uh, uh, mantra, hey, it's the next play mentality. So... Get ready for the next play. Which well, here's the thing: what happened? What happened Sunday down in New Orleans? Forty-nine offensive plays. Yeah, forty-nine offensive plays. Nine penalties. Just it's it. There's no excuse for it. Oh, for nine on third down. So yeah, it it's absolutely incredible what went on, and 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 when you had nothing again, nothing to lose. You got you. I thought Danny that they were really gonna. I thought maybe they really have a chance. They're gonna finally gonna open up. It's there. There's no more tomorrow. There's no more tomorrow. There's no more next week game. There's no more worried about somebody getting hurt. This that or whatever. Okay, let it go. Let it go, Nagy. Let these kids go. Free them up. Take advantage of the whole field. And he never did it again. We're down in the red zone again. Don't even try to score a touchdown. Hey, that's what absolutely. And then what? Minute and some seconds ago, you finally convert on third down. Now, folks, these are things that actually happened in this playoff game. And you're going to retain this clown? If you're just joining a story tonight, out uh, rumors flying that um, Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace are both coming back. By the way, that Chancey Gardner. Yeah. After he retires, if I'm an insurance company, I get him to be a salesman because he can sell whatever he's saying. He got two of our players ejected because whatever he took, whatever line he was giving them, they bought it. I, I was going back to watch the game today, like URB, and there was one catch for Miller. I don't know if you remember. He was he was he made the catch, but he's well out of bounds. And Gardner Johnson is is guarding him, and he just stands there and is 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 just just poking at him. And on that one, Miller was able to walk away but you know it was it's like he just was tenderizing the meat the whole game and and eventually it paid off well you know why though they do it because they can get away with it with naggy naggy holds nobody accountable he doesn't put the fire to anybody's feet there nobody is held accountable why because they're his best friends i love my players and on that that's that's i get it and Where's your own accountability, man? Well, see, Nagy and Pace, there's no accountability for them. 
this mess they've created, there's, they're not accountable. Yeah. All right, Kofi, welcome to WGN. Go ahead, Kofi. Hey, guys. Um, I just wanted to say is that um, I am just really disappointed in this franchise. I put so much of my energy into this franchise, and I feel like I'm just ready to give up. First off, you are going to retain two of the biggest clowns in uh, the Chicago Bears franchise and Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace. First off, Matt Nagy, just like you said, he does not hold any of his players accountable. No, he, he doesn't. Freaking, he freaking uh, does not uh, uh, cut uh, Javon Wims and Anthony Miller right after the game, and it just shows you how stupid and incompetent Matt Nagy is. He's always saying, be you. You know what? He is the biggest shoe salesman of this team. He needs to not be you. He needs to be shoe because I'm sick and tired of this damn franchise. I'm sick and tired of McCaskey because he's spitting in the face of his grandfather. George, George Hallis McCaskey would be angry right now to see the state of this Bears team right now. And I'm getting so emotional because... I'm just sick and tired of losing to the Green Bay Packers. I'm sick and tired of losing to all these playoff teams and not showing that they care. And so, I mean, that's all I got to say right now because, I mean, I don't know what else to say. I'm just Well, Coffee, I'll tell you what, you did a good job in saying it, buddy. Get it out, my friend. Look, I you mean, did it a is, good job. The, the passion that is coming out tonight is why the Bears will always be number one in this city. They, oh, that's that, – that, that's – Kind of like, is it taken? But I'm going to tell you something. You get worried about it a little bit, OB. Yes, I do. Because of COVID-19, I I pay pretty much attention to what's going on. And I see a lot of people doing a lot of other things. And um, even like with college football, you don't, that rah-rah, it's kind of not there. And you get people taking vacations, moving to Wisconsin, moving to Indiana. A lot of people finding a lot of other things to do. And one thing the ownership cannot do, ever do, is assume, is assume that the way it's been for the Bears is going to be forever. You made a big mistake, ownership. You brought these two individuals back here, one to bring the players in who has no clue, and the other one who was coaching 53 kids, and he's clueless. He's clueless. Why do I say it? The proof is in the pudding. You know, we had one victory against a team with a winning record. You know who was the quarterback? Foles. Yeah, and that uh, was on yeah, a th- I, that was Foles. On, a, on a Thursday one. night against Tampa Bay. They're one they're one and eight against playoff teams. And last year when we went eight and eight, we had two victories against a winning team. And by the way, this year the Jets went two and fourteen. You know their two wins were against winning teams? We only had one. Did you just make the argument that we're worse than the Jets or the point? Hamp, did you hear that? Well, I'm just saying apples to apples. It is what it is. They beat uh, one more quality team than we did. Okay? Two and 14 team. They beat two winning teams. I, I can't have that thought going through my head that we're on that level but well it's fine. reality yeah, so i i got it i look uh go to the callers let's, let's get one call before one more break. call all right one more call adam's coming up after eight thirty. mick you're gonna have to be quick here appreciate your patience uh up in highland park what's up mick you know you guys have talked a lot about how the bears offense plays stink uh football and doesn't let go but 
I think that's a direct reflection of just they just have zero confidence in Trubisky's ability to throw the ball downfield. I mean, he's in his, he just completed his fourth year, and you can't let the guy throw the ball down the field. I think if they had a great quarterback, big if, it would make a huge difference despite all the other uh, limitations they have. Mick, and then the next thing is, Mick, then what is he doing on his football team? Good question. What is he doing on his football team? I remember Dick Butkus. This, if I, do I, okay, I'm Go ahead, I'll be. The, the great Dick Butkus. There was... Uh, Thanks, Mick. Uh, one of our, one of our uh, uh, coaches, okay? And this guy kept making mistakes and making mistakes. And, and so they finally put the kid down and like Dick had to go in. This was on special teams. Okay? And this kid kept making mistakes and costing us. So Dick went to this coach. Okay? I won't mention his name. But anyways, Dick went to him and said, what the hell is going on there? Why am I in there? What's Obradovich doing in there? What's Doug Buffon doing in there on a kickoff, on a kickoff return team? He said, why isn't that guy in there? And this coach said, why? He said, I can't trust him. And then Dick looked at this coach and said, then what the hell is he doing on this team? Amen. You were on special teams? Yes. Oh my because they didn't have anyone else that I mean, was competent. 87, go kill the quarterback every play, and then go run down there 100. I mean, that's unbelievable. All right, 830, uh, Adam's coming up here. Yes, They I'm had in. me on punt return my first game. Did they really? And I clipped a guy, and I said, there, get somebody else to do it. <laughs> now, now, folks, what I, that, just, that story about Dick, Dick Butkus, because I was standing right there when he asked him, you know, what what do you what why are we on this team? Well I can't trust them. That's a great And then Dick says, Then what the hell are they doing on this team? Oh, that's a great that's awesome. Eight thirty one, check it news, seven twenty WGN. There's a fine line between winning and losing in the NFL. Wow, wow, wow. Adam Holmes rhetorically dancing with his verbiage. 837, it is our guy Adam Hogue, Hamp and OB, brought to you by Chevy Drive, Chicago.com, with you till 10. Kaz coming up after 9 o'clock. Final show of the season. We so much appreciate all of our listeners. Uh, the Facebook page, I've been reading the comments. Perhaps even a tear came to the eye. Some of the nice uh, stuff that you guys have been saying. So thank you all so much. Let's get Adam in here. Uh, Mr. Hogue, little uh, couple... Piece of news today, my friend. Welcome in, by the way. I don't think any of the news caught you by surprise. Maybe the Chuck Pagano did? I'm not sure. No, no. Well, no. I, I guess the only surprise there was that there was a retirement, not a firing. I, I really didn't expect him to be back uh, after what we saw in the second half of the season. And uh, so not. I'm, I'm not surprised with where we're at right now with the reported uh, – the reports out there that Pace and Nagy are coming back. The one thing I will say, if and I've been listening to a lot of your show tonight, and I understand uh, the backlash and the fans are upset and they're passionate and they should be. Um, I still have yet to hear anything about Ted Phillips, and that's where I'll just you know put that out there. I still wonder if there's more coming. I don't feel like the dust has settled. And the one thing I've maintained over the last really month or so is I, whichever direction you went here, especially if you went the direction of firing Pace and Nagy, I feel like the people who have done the hiring throughout the last decade, in Ted Phillips' case, the last two decades, 
need to be looked at because you can't just fire everyone and then have the same people do the hiring over and over again. So I just don't know that we're entirely done, and maybe that will lead to at least a signal to the fans that, hey, this is not acceptable where we're at right now. But let me go ahead, Obi. Uh, yeah, let me ask you this question regarding our defensive coordinator. Do you think, I mean, he, he announced his retirement, he's walking away. Could this possibly be that since he's been here, his defense has responded in, in, in games where, my God, they played more than well enough to win, you know, game after game, last couple of years, et cetera. And the way it's been going this year, and it's kind of like now he's starting to be, uh, they're starting to come after him. And I, do you think possibly, he just possibly, he had enough, he had enough, and you're not going to make me the scapegoat. You're not going to make me the bad guy that all of a sudden it's going to fall on the defense when this offense has never been there to begin with, and then I'm going to be thrown into that mud pile, and I'm going to be slandered you know, and screamed at and blamed and hollered at and everything. And you know what I think I'll do? I've got enough money. I think I'll just retire and walk away. Could that possibly be? be could that possibly be, be? Excuse me. Could that possibly be? Well, I I imagine that it's it's part of the equation um, because I think you bring up some good points, Ob. It, and I was even as I had to write up the story tonight about Pagano retiring. It's like I, I'm I'm writing out how his defense has regressed since Vic Fangio. But at the same time, he still had a top 10 unit the last two years. And this has always been a defense operating with a very subpar offense. And you guys know how it works in football. I mean, with one side, when one side is lagging so far behind the other, whichever way it is, it brings down the other half of the team. It's just, you, it whether does. it's time of possession or, you know, just getting tired, it's, they have to work together. The offense and defense special teams always have to work together. Field position, a ball control, all those things. And the Bears defense has been put at a disadvantage. Now, that being said, we've still been talking about these things all season and questioning the coverages and why Khalil Mack is dropping back and Robert Quinn is dropping back. And you cannot deny that the pass rush has been a disappointment with so much talent the last couple of years. And those sack numbers, the pressure numbers, and it's usually related to the secondary, the takeaways have dipped significantly to the point that from a takeaway standpoint, the Bears combined the last two years had as many takeaways as they had just in 2018. Now, granted, that was a record-setting year, but the point is there has been a dip. There is a ton of money invested on that side of the ball, and I still feel like it hasn't been up to the standards that have been set here in Chicago. Well, that being said, think about this. That defense is built around certain players that are being paid commensurate with the best at their position, i.e., Eddie Jackson. Eddie Jackson's making yeah. $14.6 this year. He had zero interceptions. Every game, there would be two, three, four missed tackles of note. He regressed. You can say what you want about Khalil Mack. Was this his finest moments? No. What about Akeem Hicks? He went through some injury issues, but he wasn't the same player. What about Kyle Fuller? Kyle Fuller started out in the month of September. He was playing great. 
He's basically been invisible the last two-thirds of the season. Now, when you have your best players regress on a weekly, if not yearly basis, it has to be, you know, someone holding held accountable. Unlike Nagy and Pace, they're not held accountable, but somebody has to be held accountable. And he probably said, "Enough's enough. I've had it. I'm I'm going to take a walk now." I think I agree with that, Dan, and that's what I think happened. Now, all of a sudden, you guys. Now, I'm the bad guy when we can't convert on third down for three years in a row, and I'm the bad guy. Thank you. Bye-bye. Yeah. And by the way, before we move on, Ed Donatel, the secondary coach under Vic Fangio, I thought was like the hidden hand. He was, he, our secondary played so great that year with the interceptions, the batted, the, the, the balls, the scoops, all that stuff. But that was then. This is now. Okay. So in almost a fatal flaw kind of a way, Nagy, Jettison's coaches last year to buy time. So, do you think with Pagano walking, this is part of the reason why he will be retained? Even though his offense was 31st in the league, converting on third down, 29th in uh, yards gained, any any metric you want, is this going to be one of the the mechanisms where he says, "I get a new defensive coordinator and, and a staff." And next year, we will finish the unfinished business. Yeah, I mean, well, look, and, and here's a challenge, because if, if Pace and Nagy are really coming back, how do you think that job is going to be viewed, that open defensive coordinator job? I mean, that's not a safe job. I mean, there's a, there's a very good chance that you're only going to be there for one year, and that that either leads you to have to hire, you know, someone who's really young and just looking for that chance or somebody that's older that's never really gotten that cho- chance and has no choice but to take it, you know. A starving artist, Vic, yeah. Yeah, similar to how Vic Fangio had to take the Denver job, even though it wasn't the greatest job to take, and he's probably not going to survive there after next year, but he was finally getting his opportunity, so how was he going to turn it down? Like these are, it, that's why I wonder, and I think that they might have to promote from within. Um, and to do that, I think maybe you look at, at Jay Rogers, the defensive line coach, because he's the one guy that's been there. You know, basically Brian Pace's entire time here, he was a holdover from John Fox's staff, and he's just has done a tremendous job with all these defensive linemen that have come in, whether they're rookies or they're veterans that have bounced around the league and all of a sudden had a great year and gone on to get paid. Hey, Adam, you know, yeah, I, I, I had mentioned earlier about, like, the Bears trying to find a quality quarterback either through the draft or or playing somewhere. I'm talking about a quality quarterback. You really believe that a quality quarterback is going to come here under these two individuals and with this team and their offensive philosophy? That trade, or that would never happen. Now, guess what? Defensively, you think any defensive guy that really knows, he really knows how to put a defense together and he's young and he's in a position to be a defensive coordinator, you think he's going to come here to Chicago knowing full well that they're bringing back the general manager who cannot general manage and the head coach who cannot head coach and he's going to come here and take over a failing defense? I don't. 
think so. That's why I think what you just said, if a move, move is going to be made, it's going to be made from within. Why? Because nobody worth their salt anywhere is going to come in here and be a quarterback offensively or be a defensive coordinator. I agree with what you're saying. I want to come back here and have Adam respond to exactly what he thinks is going to happen with the quarterback position because that one we haven't really tackled tonight, and I find it to be incredibly interesting, and maybe Hoagie's got some inside knowledge. We got here. calls? We got calls, too. We can take some calls with Adam, Ed, Chuck, you, yeah. 312-981-7200. Hoag's with us till 9 on 720 WGN. Jeff Vukovic is back in the WGN huddle right here. He knows the insurance biz. He prides himself on doing it right. Nationwide. Nationwide is on your side. That's right, Adam Ho. Check out JeffVuk.com. Nationwide is indeed on your side. He's a big backer of this show. Yeah, we love. A wonderful person. We love Vuk. Wonderful family. Best the highlight of my day is if I get a text from Vuk. All right. Um, hey, Adam, what's going to happen with the quarterback situation? Let me give you my solution. Beef up the offensive line, draft a quarterback, start the season with Nick Foles. He looks a whole lot better than he looked playing behind whatever he was playing behind this year. That's what I think you do. What do you got? Well, uh, Nick Foles isn't going to look great though, unless you have a really like a really good running game to go with it, and and multiple weapons on the outside. So I, I think you're playing with fire there a little bit. What I will say is, uh, I would sign another quarterback, whether that's Trubisky coming back or just somebody else out there. I think that you guys brought up a great point though in our last segment. You know. I, how is this an enticing place for a quarterback to come, though? There you if go. If you're looking to sign somewhere. I think that's a good point. So that limits your options. Um, you know, I think that's the reason why you didn't. I, I think they did their homework on Tom Brady last year, but I don't think he ever took it very seriously. That was last year. It's probably an even worse situation now. Um, for the love of God, you need to draft a quarterback. <laughs> like. I, 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 it's unbelievable. This franchise has drafted four quarterbacks in 15 years. Why do you think they have a quarterback problem? And only one of those quarterbacks were in the first four rounds of the draft. So uh, for, for a franchise that can't figure out the most important position in sports, hmm, kind of seems like there's your answer why it's been such a problem. So I don't care what round it is. Draft a quarterback. Draft two quarterbacks. I don't care. You have to keep you have to keep taking swings at this position, uh, and it's like they drafted Trubisky, and they're just like, okay, there's our swing, and we're going all in on this guy. It, it, it would have been dangerous, no matter even if it was Deshaun Watson or Patrick Mahomes, that would have been a da- dangerous strategy. It just would have worked out. So they got to take more swings at the position. I mean, you look at the free agent quarterbacks here. I mean, what are you going to do? Go get Jacoby Brissett. That's about the most interesting yeah. name I'm looking at. Here. Ryan Fitzpatrick, Philip Rivers. These guys are nearly dead. Yeah, just Cam wait a minute. Can't you'll, throw anymore. You're, you're talking about <laughs> hold it, guys. You're talking about Bears going out and getting them and bringing them in. What makes you think? What makes you think they would come here? Because they they're not good, Ob. I mean, no one's gonna. They could stay where they're at or somebody else because that's how it goes. They're gonna come to Chicago. You, like they have, they have eyes, they have ears, they can see, they play the game. You want me to go to Chicago and be a quarterback in that system? The black hole. My God, yeah. listen to what I'm telling you guys. 
I mean, if you well, if you, if you do Hoag's plan, you might as well bring back Trubisky with the names are, that are out there. Am I missing something? No, I agree with you. I think he's the best option uh, out of all those. I mean, that just shows you how you're stuck, and that's why Nobody's you know I have no idea where this Deshaun Watson thing is going to go. But if he's really available, I mean, you gotta you got you got to right. sell everything for him. Or if if the Cowboys are stupid enough not to give Dak Prescott what he wants, and he ends up being on the trade market on a tag and trade, then you got to go that. You know, you got to seriously consider those routes. The problem with um, the the problem with that though is if it's trade, they're still going to have some say over where they're going to go, and. It already sounds like there's bad blood between Deshaun Watson and the Chicago Bears. I mean, remember the tweet he sent out earlier this year? Well, Adam, that came from when he was in college at Clemson. Yeah. That's where it came from because Pace never would really interview him, wouldn't meet his parents, didn't take him to dinner like he did Mahomes, and, and never did anything, almost like dismissed the kid. That's why that it, there's got to be ill feelings there. And that's a fact. That's what happened. He never followed through with a kid that would to back to back national championship games, won one, lost one, and the game he lost, he threw for over four hundred yards and four touchdowns. And this general manager we got doesn't even meet his parents, his family, or interview the kid. His tweet for the record, if people forget, the Bears never once talked to me. He put it out on, on May I mean what did I just well, say? Completely true. They, they they did talk to him at the combine, but and it wasn't enough. That we can all agree. Right. It okay. Here, here's one from left field. And think about this. Jerry Angelo, remember what he did with Jay Cutler. He gave him that $100 million deal when he knew he was on thin ice, knowing that he had one chance of, of keeping his job, and that is for Cutler – to be retained and Cutler lead the Bears to the playoffs or whatever, and he, you know, comes out smelling like roses. What what about this? What if Ryan Pace says, I don't care, it's the Bears' money, I don't care about wrecking the cap, somebody will fix it down the road or I'll have to if I stay here, but he goes and signs Matt Stafford. Yeah, you know. Oh, wait a minute. Who the hell? Do you think Matt Stafford would come here? I'm, I'm just saying. There's a new regime in in Detroit. They may say we're going to start, you know, all over. Who but, knows? But he's you got one more year on his contract, right, Matthew Stafford? Or? I think yeah. he's out. He's out. But I think they. I think they can get. I think they can get out of it. Okay. Um. So he could. He could be a free. But look, Ham brings up a good point. I actually talked about this uh, the other night on, on our podcast because. He, when when you this is why you don't see GMs really go into the final year of their contract without an extension or getting fired for this exact reason you do it's almost impossible not to have some dynamic where ownership is meddling into personnel decisions because as Hamp just explained if you're that if you're hot if your seat is that hot Boy, you're willing to sell ten years worth of first round. You max out the credit guy. card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not you're not going to be here anyway. Maybe so. You got to go all in. And and honestly, guys, I wonder if that actually affected the Robert Quinn signing. I mean that that was a huge shift to all of a sudden start signing 
guys that are 30 years old. And it wasn't just Robert Quinn. It was Jimmy Graham, and it was re-signing Danny Chirason over Nick Kwiatkowski. This, this was a GM that had basically stayed away from anybody near the age of 30 uh, in the first five years, and then all of a sudden they start signing these guys over 30, and they, and they were starting to, I think, feel the pressure and, and they start making those moves. So, um Great points. I think it's a very fair point going into this year if Ryan Pace is back. And Adam, also, on top of what you just said, giving those guys mountains of money. Mountains. Yeah. And guaranteeing it. Well, and when you rewind it back to to what it's, you're going on, you're signing Robert Quinn, you're paying huge money, and then you watch and you see a guy, Leonard Floyd, go out and have more sacks than Khalil Mack. Ten and a half. I mean, everybody looks terrible. The GM with the decision that he's making, the coaching staff with how they're using their players. I mean, no one comes out of that clean. It's it's ugly everywhere. Yeah, and and it, you know, and I don't know that Leonard. I don't think Leonard Floyd would have had ten and a half sacks. Maybe with not the Bears this, this year, but, um, because I think Brandon Staley had a lot to do with that. But that being said, I, I said this back in March, so this isn't just hindsight. When I saw him get like it was like ten and a half million, I think, on a one year prove it deal. Um, with the Rams compared to what the Bears paid Robert Quinn for him being so much older, I, it it just didn't seem like the smartest move. Another uh, blunder. Where you, you could have paid the younger guy less money, even if he wouldn't have given you 10 and a half sacks, he probably would have given you more than Robert Quinn did. And by the way, Robert Quinn actually played pretty well the other night against the Saints. But he can only play on turf, apparently, not real grass, which is a problem when your stadium has real grass. Hey, Adam, we're up against it here. Thank you for being with us all year. We loved it. You've been phenomenal. We, we, uh, we, yes, sir. We look forward to it each week. You know this. Hey, Adam, let Absolutely. me tell you, Adam, what you do, you're the best, my friend. I've been around for a long time. Nobody does it better than you. OB, that means a lot to me, guys. I, I think we've been doing this six or seven years now. I love it. Uh, it helped uh, you know, just get some. Uh, it's like therapy going through the season. It like, is. Trust me. Trust me. <laughs> I need it covering this team. I love you guys. Happy New Year to everybody, and uh, hopefully, better things to talk about in 2021. A healthy one, Adam. Adam Hogue, our Bears reporter, WGN, and check him out at uh, NBC Sports Chicago. All right, so uh, we'll bring up Kaz, and I do promise in the 9 o'clock hour we will get to you, Ron and Leo and Ed and Chuck, if you can be patient, and whoever's yes. done. Guys, hang in there, please. We'll take calls with Kaz and you. Uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's, uh, let's put a bow on the old season here, if you will. News right now, which is next. Up and play football. 908. Hamp and OB, final hour of the season. Thank you so much for your support all season long. We're brought to you by Chevy. DriveChicago.com and Dan Hampton's truck, the Chevy Silverado. Drive what Hamp drives, drive a Chevy. And also, of course, uh, we ate well again tonight. Thank you to Bartolini's Restaurant and Catering, family-owned and operated, the best Italian cuisine in Chicago, and 144th of Pulaski in Midlothian. Bartolini's is open seven days a week for dine-in, patio seating, and to-go orders. Of course, uh, a little different in the pandemic. But uh, call 708-396-2333, and you can also visit them at Bartolini's, B-A-R-T-O-L-I-N-I-S.com for all the information. Kazo, welcome, my friend. Good to have you. 
You also, and I'm glad you learned how to spell, so that's good. Isn't that great? Hey. Yeah, I <laughs> mean, finally, Mark can spell Bartolides. It's I, I don't really. I, I was reading the copy, so I don't know if I can oh, really get oh, credit oh, for spelling. I thought maybe you just finally figured out how to spell. So, okay. Well, unimpressed. Well, Kaz, as you know the news, Chuck Pagano opted out. He wanted <laughs> to retire. He ran um, away. He didn't well, opt out. He said, I'm done. I'm out of here. Yeah, I get that's the truest thing that's I'm been said. <laughs> yeah, well, that get being said. Get me the hell out of here. Well, that being said, your fearless head coach, Matt Nagy, returns with Ryan Pace. Now, in six seasons, um, he is 12 wins below the 500 mark as a general manager for the Chicago Bears. Five, uh, 12 wins below 500. He's had one winning season, Cos, zero playoff game wins. He's been in two playoffs. One was legit. One was a gift. The one we saw yesterday or two days ago, so tragically, played out on Nickelodeon. Which one did you watch? Um, I actually watched Wipeout on uh, Nickelodeon, right, where the guys would jump and get crushed by all those moving objects because that's what the Bears were. It was an embarrassment. Um, it, 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 you know, look, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know. Um, honestly, I can't tell you what the ownership is thinking, and I have no idea. And the only thing I think is they just want everybody to be quiet and just go along with it, I guess, right? Because when you keep bring back Dumb and Dumber, that's what you're going to get. So it's another season of BU. Yep. Be you and I'm me and you got my back and I got your back and they'll go out and they'll uh, you know they'll interview uh, some quarterback that nobody's ever heard of and uh, they'll sign him and he'll be the new uh, the new uh, guy because he drives a bad vehicle like I did in college and so yep he's our guy. That's how it's going to go. Well, your crowd is waiting for you on the phone, so let's get to it. Kazi, we got a lot of calls here. 312. Well, of course we do. How could they not be calling? Well, they've been waiting. If you're a Bear fan, you've got to be sick to your gut and ready to vomit, for crying out loud. Well, who do you think is sick to his gut the most between Ron, Leo, Ed, Chuck, and Dave? Kaz, why don't you pick since uh, you just popped on here? Who's been on the longest? OB. Yeah, let's go with the longest. All right, guy. I think the longest I believe is well, Obi. Is not Obi's been on the whole show, so who's the uh, longest I, guy other than Obi? I think he's talking about Ed in Texas. What's up, Ed? Uh, hello, good evening, uh, Proviso East High School. Greetings to uh, Obi. There you go. Uh, I, well, I, I would like to ask um, a question. Um, the game was getting out of hand, and I don't think it was necessarily Trubisky's fault. But you had a guy on the bench who is not much of an athlete, but he's sort of a strange quarterback who every now and then gets it right. Uh, should he have been inserted in the game? And then on a lighter note, uh, I'd like to ask OB, how did you get to school from Hillside. It was so far away. We were the last outpost in Proviso Township. <laughs> and it, it was a bus. It would it would come down Taft Avenue off of St. Charles, and there we'd have to be there, what, I don't know, 7 o'clock, 6.30, whatever it was, and get on the bus. And it, was a, it wasn't a school bus. It was public transportation. 
And that, you take that in the Fifth Avenue, get off the bus, and then walk the First Avenue to where the school was. There was no school bus. I'm, I'm having a vision of Ob getting into the classroom and somebody asking him a question, and Ob just young Ob screaming at him. You think that I care about this algebra question? I'm going to the University of Illinois. I'm going to hurt people, and then I'm going to the NFL. No, you were a good student. Uh, average. Average is good. Average. That's better. Average. I was not. I was. I was. Hample, were you a good student over there? Was it young Dan Hampton focused in the classroom? We should get to know each other in the last hour of the show. Well, I, 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 I'm, I'm puzzled. Our friend Ed said some athletic quarterback on the sideline. What, what was he talking about? Was he talking about Taysom Hill? No, unathletic. Unathletic is what he said. So I think he was talking about um, um, Nick Foles. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's my That's guess. That's exactly who he's talking about. Well, right. and, and quite honestly, think about this. Go back to the Green Bay game when Trubisky was, you know, was flailing away in the later stages of that game. Nick Foles, you know, obviously had had made a name for himself coming in and being, you know, Captain America and saving the uh, the day. Uh, I don't think there was any way that was going to pull Trubisky again. Remember, Trubisky is the reason why Pace and, and Nagy are still here. Does anybody think that... Even though they lost eight of the last 11 games, Trubisky won three games, and that bought us another year of these two. Does anybody think that if Foles had started against the Saints, the Bears would have had a better chance to win? I'm just asking the I question. Do. I you do. do. You do? Yes. And I agree. Kaz? Yeah. Really? I agree. Go yeah, to the callers. I, I think it would have been better than what we saw. I mean... That kid is, um, and, and, you know, he's not coming back. Let's don't kid ourselves. And he's probably going to go somewhere else and uh, be a decent quarterback. Not a great one, but he's going to be an NFL quarterback. He's just not a great quarterback. And we passed on two of the best right now in the National Football League. Why is Houston considered, or the Texans considered, the best job in the National Football League right now. Quarterback, Deshaun Watson. Quarterback, isn't that crazy? And that's also the reason why probably can't get a defensive coordinator to come here. Go to the callers. Okay, Rusty McHenry. Welcome, Rusty. Hey, how you guys doing? Haven't talked to you all year. I'm glad I got through. I wanted to tell you good luck. The Bears stink. This is terrible. (laughs) And, uh... I want you guys to know you three are my personal heroes. Thank you, Rusty. And you know, this is race car Rusty. Yeah, it's race car. Dan, and also, didn't he have you at your at his house once, Dan Hampton? Yeah, I was at his house with you. <laughs> yeah, but you sat in his chair, of course, too. So, yeah, no, Rusty is a, a longtime listener and a guy that also was on the radio with Jim Memolo and I, he was race car rusty, Ed, just in case you're wondering. And we used to do NASCAR picks. And for a guy that knew NASCAR, he couldn't pick anything, for crying out loud. But it's great to hear him. And what a good, well, I good, what I a good man I couldn't pick he is. anything. I couldn't pick anything, but I beat you guys four times. <laughs> he, he couldn't pick anything, but he beat you four times in a row, Kaz. <laughs> hey, Rusty, good to hear your voice, my friend. We love you, Rusty. Love you, there, buddy. You're the best. Thank you, Rusty. Uh, speaking of uh, friends and familiar voices, is this uh, is this Rick Geezer, our our fearless leader to this day? What's up, Geez? 
First time caller, long time <laughs> listener. <laughs> what? Does it get any better than this, guys? We had race car Rusty and now Rick Geezer on. I mean, oh, happy New Year, Rick. Happy New Year, everyone. Just thought I'd give you a call and say working with you guys was a whole lot better than watching a bear game. I'll tell you that. (laughs) (laughs) Geez, you led us to the promised land, my brother. Hey, but you got to love the bears because it brought us all together, right? Yep. That's That's a good point. That's a good point. All right. Well, and how good was it Rick, to hear Race Car Rusty the on there too? Yeah, Race Car Rusty and, and Rick Geezer in the same uh, block of the hour. That's fantastic. Thank you guys. We Thanks, love you, Geez. Thanks, Rick. Love we love Rusty too. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, love you, Rick. Hey, Kazi, hang on. We're coming on back here in two minutes on seven twenty WGN. Uh, two part question: Have you been told that you're back next year? Number one and number two, your staff the last two years has had two off seasons has had a lot of turnover. What will you evaluate if you're back next year in terms of whether you need to make changes among your group? We haven't gotten into any of that, Pat, in regards to that stuff. Um, you know, again, like I told you all at the beginning of the week, we, we've been so focused in on this game. And, and then the same thing goes with the staff again. And it's like, you, you got, you, you all know, I mean, it's probably not just our staff. It's probably a lot of staffs with whether it's promotions or demotions or whatever, there's always change. That's just, that's, that's just how it goes. So um, that's something that, you know, tomorrow for us as a, as a team, uh, we'll, we'll do all of our exit interviews and all that stuff and talk to the guys, but that'll be down the road. And, and um, I, again, I'm just at a point right now where I, I can literally say, I just, uh, I, I appreciate um, um the fight of these players, and now tomorrow we'll discuss the other. He knew he was coming back. I think he knew for a long time. That is your head coach, Matt Nagy, who, according to multiple reports, uh, will be back with your Chicago Bears along with Ryan Pace. And uh, Chuck Pagano will not be the defensive coordinator retiring. I kind of think it was, hey, we're going to make a change. Do you want to retire or do you want to get fired? And he said, I'll retire. It's kind of, I'm guessing it went down, but who knows? Kaz uh, is with us. There's a chance of that. He said, I am out of here because I'm not going to work with Dumb and Dumber anymore. That's what he said. (laughs) Okay. Between you and I. And I'm willing to bet everything I own on that fact that, you know, say what you want about him. He's been around a long time. He understands how the NFL works. And now he's stuck with Dumb and Dumber. And uh, now we, as Bear fans, if you're going to continue to be a Bear fan, you're stuck with Dumb and Dumber. There you go. Is there anything? It, it, did that sum it up, Ed and Dan? Well, yeah, I've, I've, <laughs> I, I was flipping around about two weeks ago, and, and it was some post-game show. I forget on what channel. And, and, and a couple of the comments were, one was talking about pacing and the, and this, this one ex football player said, now that's a dumb individual. And the other guy said, no, he's stupid. (laughs) (laughs) So guess what? It's dumb and dumber part two. And we're going to, you know, people that are going to stick with this, uh, this team are going to get to watch it next year. And, um, I, I feel bad for him because. Chicago's a great city, a great town, um, but somewhere along the line, uh, we become this now. So we're the joke. Hey, we're hey, the joke that everybody laughs at. 
Hamp will be with Kaz till 10 o'clock here. Let's try to uh, get as many people as we possibly can in on their our last uh, 40-some-odd minutes here of the show. Brought to you by ChevyDriveChicago.com. Dan Hamp struck the Chevy Silverado. Drive what Hamp drives. Drive a Chevy. Uh, Chuck and Lake Villa, you are up, my friend. Go ahead, Chuck. All right, thanks, guys. Yeah, uh, Hamp and OB, I just want to say you guys are uh, one in a million. Um, man, uh, Danny, you played in this era, $50 million a year, and same for you, OB. You guys are the best. But I wanted to talk about uh, Mitch a little bit. Uh, what I had to say was, uh, yeah, you saw the start of the game. I mean, it was over for me right away on that first uh, drive, you know, third and eight. He basically throws an interception, you know, right into the cornerback. Uh, bread basket and the guy drops the ball and I knew everything was going downhill from right there. I mean, uh, the, the, these ups and downs of, uh, you know, a uh, little bit of good, a little bit of bad. Well, there's far more bad with Mitch on, uh, you know, a lot of his decision-making, his throws. You know, you can't live on those uh, those so-called great games against the uh, kind of the, the horrible, depleted teams where he's throwing, you know, five-yard uh, outs and, uh, you know, the, the receivers running for 18 yards off of that. Those, those really aren't the stats. So, um, it's just, it's, it, it's really hard to watch and it's hard to believe that they're bringing the three of these guys, uh, back. I mean, as a solution for the quarterback, uh, you know, you either go out and uh, find some guy from like, uh, South Central Missouri State or, you know, you piece together, uh, you know, you keep Nick Foles and maybe someone like Ryan Fitzpatrick and let them work their magic for three games and then tag off to the next guy for three games and do it back and forth. Oh god! I mean, that's, that's not the you worst know, I idea. Mean, it's, I, I don't <laughs> know what the worst idea the situation would be, but it, it they they got to get something figured out. And as for everything that uh, you know, uh, Camp Teddy Bear up there in Hallis Hall, you know, I don't know if they're making uh, you know cupcakes and watching Dumb and Dumber movies and having sleepovers, or you know, what I'm trying to get at is that you know I haven't seen uh, much toughness with this team in a while, and I think uh, uh, everything's kind of been uh, you know. Uh, kind of too soft around, you know, Hallis Hall and the Bears. It's, it, it's a tough team, tough organization. That's what our fans are used to, and we just haven't been seeing it. And then the last thing, I, I agree with everybody that's talking about, uh, you know, poor Chuck Pagano, I mean, a while ago before I was calling in, before a lot of the callers called, I agreed. I, I think he just wanted to get out of town. He's retiring before uh, they kind of make him the scapegoat. And I'd like to listen to your guys' response. Thank he, you. He's, uh, he's going to get out of town before the posse shows up. Uh, you know, you guys, real quick, Kyle, think about this real quick. Think about the playoffs, okay? The 14 teams made the playoffs. Every one of them, every one of them, the quarterback was a story. Okay, think about Tampa Bay. Was 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 they were bums last year. Now with Tom Brady, hey, guess what? They're going to New Orleans. I think they beat New Orleans. Uh, uh, we know about Kansas City, Buffalo, Baltimore, uh, even Indianapolis. Indianapolis was going nowhere. They bring in Philip Rivers, who was on the trash heap, and yet he was able to get them into the playoffs and almost pull up uh you know pull off a, a victory up in Buffalo. What I'm saying is on every one of these teams the quarterback was the reason why this team is in the playoffs and why they have a chance except the Chicago Bears. Guys, yep. I'm telling I'm telling you right now no quarterback Worth his weight, worth his whatever term or terminology on you is going to come here. They have set what here since Matt Nagy and Pace have been here. You think a quality quarterback, whether it's a trade or whatever, that he's going to okay that trade? 
And he's no. he's going to come to Chicago? Are no. you kidding me? It's Zero not going to happen. We're stuck with Mitch Trubisky. We're stuck with Pace, and we're stuck with Nagy. But I'll tell you what. Wait till the year 21 comes Sunday, Thursday, or a Monday, whatever day they're going to play the games on, and wait and see how those fans react. There's not anybody, a quarterback of quality, to come into this town. You can't get them. And by the way, Chuck, that's a nice little area where he lives in Lakeville. It's a beautiful area. I have a couple of dear friends, Ted Nielsen and his son Jeff, live in Lake Villa. Matter of fact, they're in business out there, and they buy a lot of toys. From them. Uh, <laughs> yes, they have great uh, wave runners and boats, yep. right? Yeah, they, I've known the people for decades. <laughs> hey, yep. but, but guys, the, the, my last point was that every team made the playoff because of that quarterback. The Bears made the playoffs despite their quarterback. And who is the quarterback? He was drafted by this general manager, and the coach is brought in here to fix him. All three of those strikeouts. Obi, where are you going to spend the off season? Here. Okay. Well, I you got. I'm just saying. I will make a a, a bet with Ob that the whenever the news on Mitchell Trubisky comes this season, it, he's going to be signing elsewhere, and then we can we can have a put a bottle of Ob wine red wine on it or something. Okay. Let me tell you something real quickly. Yeah. Who? So I don't Who? know. I don't know. Good question. I don't think I don't think the Bears will bring him you back. You think there's somebody as dumb as Pace out there? There's two in the National Football League that dumb. I think somebody will bring him in <laughs> as a reclamation project. I I just don't, I I think the Bears are going to scapegoat yeah, Trubisky. No, I don't think I, he's coming I, back. I don't think Trubisky will be back. There's no question about that. I, I don't think he will, and I don't think he wants to come back. So, but he's the guy that pretty much wrecked it all because um, you know he won those three games. And now we're stuck with these two knuckleheads that don't have any clue the callers, which, well, which Trubis- how to coach Trubis- or how to manage or general manage. I mean, they, they have no clue. But, Trubis- yeah, let's get to the callers. Hey, yeah. real quick. Hey, guys, you missed the bumper. Trubisky said he wants to come back. He's got unfinished business. Unfinished business. Yeah. Oh, oh, well, then that that tells me that he just wants to get paid. <laughs> Instead of uh, not working anywhere, I'll come back and you're going to pay me a lot more money and I will stink like I always stink. Kazi, hang on. Are we going to half hour to point that out? I mean, is that wrong or right? Anybody disagree with what I just said? No, no. Nine thirty though. Let's get checking news on seven twenty WGN. I'm Raleigh James. Want something entertaining to break up the late-night doldrums? Try me. Well, my show anyway. Talk to you tonight, 10 to 1, on WGN Radio. WGN! See, Perry's in there, the refrigerator. He's shaking his head and saying, not me. She said, I didn't do it. The other guy started it. I said, come on, Biscuit. They don't call him Fridge. You know, he got that nickname Biscuit when he first came in. Dan Hampton, 99. Next to him, watched him get on a scale and said, that guy's a biscuit away from 350. That's what they call a biscuit. Buddy Ryan calls him the Big Rook. Big Rook. Big Rook, Biscuit, Fridge, Refrigerator. Got a lot of names. 35 years ago today, January 12, 1985, team that went on to win the Super Bowl shut out the Los Angeles Rams at Soldier Field. That was in the fourth quarter. They were having some fun. I was watching part of it today, Hampo, and there was Summerall and Madden 
bringing in your biscuit stores. That was that accurate. Those were the days. <laughs> Those were the days. Ka- Kazi broadcasters ever. They weren't they. They were fantastic. That was that was the best team I think ever in the National Football League. And I know, Ed, I'm not taking anything away from what you guys did because I saw Sweet Ed make an interception one hand and just run down the field. So, but yeah, overall, that was by far, you know, what a group of talented players. So. It, it, and Hamp led the way. You know, one of the guys that led it all. No, so, no question about it. There's a reason it. he has that yellow jacket. I said nineteen eighty-five. Gold jacket, I guess. Right? It's not yellow, or is it yellow now? I'm Dad? colorblind. Adam. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's get yellow. to the calls here. We it's got a really 20, nice jacket. Twenty-two minutes. Twenty-two minutes to go here. Twenty-four nothing. By the way, the final was the final in the Rams game. Twenty January twelfth, nineteen eighty-six. Carm. Let's get the years right here. Although. 85 Super Bowl. You know what I'm talking about. Hey, uh, Ron on the north side, you've been hanging for nearly an hour. We appreciate you. Jump on in here. Go ahead. Yeah, I've got a statement and then a question. Um, my statement is that uh, in honor of uh, if they bring back Nagy and Pace uh, in the vein of the last dance, the movie they did with the Bulls and Jordan, we do a movie called The uh, Demise of a Franchise. And <laughs> And 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 um, and I, oh, I had a question about uh, uh, Nagy. Didn't wasn't he uh, one year there that uh, Mahomes was there? Wasn't he uh, with that offense the first year Mahomes was there? He was. He, he was. was there. Mahomes wasn't playing, but he was there. Yeah, Alex Smith okay. was the starting quarterback. Right, but they were pretty much uh, kind of you know going downfield and doing some things. I'm, I'm trying to figure what happened to him that he he became this cautious conservative, uh, you know, kind of tip around the corners type of person instead of, uh, uh, you know, going for broke and trying to score some actual points. He was that in Kansas City when as the offensive coordinator for a minute, Colin plays, and he, they blew the game against Tennessee with a huge lead. That was a, that was a playoff Let's game. There. He didn't call any plays until that game, and that was the game that we hired him on. And so, which was stupid, Glenn, because we th- yeah. they were winning twenty and nothing at halftime. They come out the second half, and and again we've been playing Nagy football ever since then. They never scored another point and lost to a team Tennessee that shouldn't even have been in the playoffs at home. They lost. They never scored another point. They didn't cross the forty yard line on Tennessee's side in the entire second half. Well, guess what? That's that's the kind of play caller he was. Yep. 21-3 at half in that game. They lost 22-21. It's, it feels a little bit unfair, but those are the facts. That's what happened. Uh, let's move on to Leo and Elmhurst. What's up, Leo? Go ahead. Hey, guys. Uh, listen to every uh, listen, listen to every, episode, every week. Uh, you guys are great listen. Um, Thank you. I want to start by saying my favorite quote was from Hamper this year after we lost to the Vikings at home. When we had like 100 yards of offense, you said if Ryan Pace had any semblance of honor, he should resign today. So it's an amazing quote and very true. Too bad he didn't do us all a favor. But uh, my question is about the wide receivers, I guess. Who do you want back? Do we want to bring back Allen Robinson? Yes. I know Cordero's uh, sure. contract expires. And then Javon Wimps and Anthony Miller, I'm okay with letting them walk away. Right. Uh, just curious Leo. what you guys think. Leo, let me tell you right now, my money, my money would be on Allen, and I'm going to tell you, I'm saying right now, he's not going to be back. Somebody's going to offer this kid a ton of money. He's a magnificent receiver. He's got some of the best hands I've ever seen in my life. This kid could catch a ball 
at any height, at any depth, behind them, way out in front. He's got great hands, runs great routes, great separation. And guess who is going to – Nagy's going to be back and Trubisky's going to be throwing the ball. I'm telling you right now, Allen Robinson is gone. He's gone. I, I wouldn't disagree, Ed. And, uh, and truthfully, he could probably fit in really well up in Green Bay. I hate to say it. Oh, but my that's, God. You know, I know. Could it, you imagine him catching balls from Aaron Rodgers? Him catching balls oh, from Aaron Rodgers? Oh, my God. I mean, he, he would be, uh, honestly, he'd be the uh, best receiver on that team, regardless of what anybody tells me. That kid can play ball. And, you know, the young kid that got hurt, the rookie, um, he's he's stuck here, but trust me, the minute his contract's up, he's running away too. And you know what? Watching the Alabama uh, national championship game last night, Smith, that kid that uh, won the Heisman, if the Bears had any sense, they would have used Darnell Mooney in those types of patterns and routes that Alabama used because they did a lot of things off motion, getting him where he was able to not have to deal with the jam, and he, he used his speed, and he just you know ate up defenses. But everybody. We're, not, right. we're not smart enough. Did what? I not say that? Where the hell is Cole Komet, and where is Mooney from the get-go? Where are they? Would you and want then when they when they finally used him, Ed? They started winning. Yeah. When they and finally used him, the fact that, season's you know, over they, with. They didn't really know how to use him. Yep. Would you want Mac Jones? Let's say Mac Jones is there at number twenty. Does he excite you at all? He does me. He does me, but he wouldn't come here. They draft him. He'll be the second one in the history of this game, just like Elway was. <laughs> he will not come to the Bears. <laughs> Mark my words. You guys go ahead and have a good laugh. He won't have the hey, I played lacrosse once, so I'm going to go play lacrosse. <laughs> Obi thinks they're, that basically they're going to have to fold the franchise because nobody's going to play here. Nobody's wanting to play quarterback for Nagy. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's go to the other Which They got their quarterback. They gave them enough money, they will. I they guess, gave up but... half a planet Earth to get this Man, kid. That they did. Yeah. That they you know, did. Maybe Glennon will come back and play. He's for a free him. agent. We could bring back Mike Glennon for a second duty. That'd be amazing. <laughs> yeah, he was guaranteed nineteen million too. Bloom, Bloom, yep. welcome to WGN. Ending on a bang here. What's up, Bloom, Bloom? Hey, it's Boom, Boom, and oh, uh, Boom, Boom, gentlemen. How are you? Good to hear from you, and uh, good to this talk to you. Tony Mancini, guys. You, you guys, Mancini Law, right? Yep, that's me. That's me. That's yeah. me. I miss uh, I miss advertising there, but you know. The Bears will make it easy. The Bears will make it easy on you. And uh, but this is just another McCaskey thing. They don't want to pay. They don't want to pay to blow the thing up. It costs. It costs money to fix things. They don't want to do it. They have the second oldest roster in the NFL. Bad contracts all over the place. Uh, minimal draft picks. It's a mess, and you know it takes money to fix a mess. And they're just going to ride it out another year and uh, see where it goes. It, the Bears don't have a fourth-round pick this year. I just realized this because last year they traded it to move back into the fifth round. Now, I, 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 that one I can't figure out. How do you you trade a, an earlier pick? A fourth-round picks are, you know, they, they you get good players there. How do you trade a pick in the future, a fourth-round pick, an earlier pick to move back into a, a later round the year you're drafting? It's a mess. He's traded away all our all our draft capital. So I don't know how you trade the to get someone who comes out on the uh, the market, you know what I mean? A trade. It's a, it's, it's a mess, but they don't want to fix it because 
takes money to fix it. You know, the one thing, boom, boom, you know, we've got, there's some guys we're paying millions and millions of dollars and they have not performed. Some haven't performed in the last year and a half, last two Mm -hmm. years. And I'm talking millions, millions of dollars to play here. And they have not performed. Now, if you go to trade them, okay, who the hell are you going to trade them to? No one wants them. And That's, their cap hits are a mess. You're going to get two first-round draft choices for no. Khalil Mack, two for a third and a fifth? You're going to get that from somebody? Not no. in God's green earth could that ever happen. We're stuck with this kid. I, I want, Let me ask you a question, Hamp and Glenn. Could you get a first-round draft choice for Khalil Mack right now? No way. No. I don't think so. Nope. And look what we gave up. Two, one, two three, three years ago, unbelievable. And it black-fired right in their face. And that falls under, what the hell did you I, think was going to happen? I always said that the Khalil Mack trade was to cover up the Trubisky disaster mistake. They realized he was a bust, and they needed to do something. So let's throw a bunch of draft picks. Let's build our defense up, and we'll go back to playing the hey, that offense that hey doesn't get us in trouble. And uh, we'll just uh, throw it back on the defense. Well, that doesn't work anymore. you got to score points to win. Good calls, Boom Boom. That's excellent. Appreciate you. But here's the thing. You know, Khalil Mack was brought in because Leonard Floyd had turned into basically a non-factor. Allen Robinson was drafted because Kevin White was a bust. I mean, Kevin uh, Allen Robinson was signed because Kevin White was a bust. Everything has been done because the draft didn't pay off, so they got to fill a hole with money. Yep, and you know what? Tony Mancini is a guy that uh, is a, a longtime high school football coach too. So he, you know, he always donated his time. So he's a guy that knows football. Kazi, hang on. We got one more segment to go here. We'll wrap up the show next at seven twenty WGN. And we got one more uh, from blast from the past. Here's Brock on third down, chased by Denton down. The ball is loose, and the Bears have it. This is Wilbur Marshall with the ball. Marshall, if it's still alive, he's in the end zone. A sack by Dent, and a touchdown by Marshall. Listen to those people. was and also how it could be i you know watching that replay today have you were you were on the ground balls free here comes lunatic wilbur's picking it up the snow's coming down ground balls (laughs) i mean you're you're laying there i had pants on the ground uh it was it was it was like Hollywood that day, man. The snow's coming down. Guys are going to the Super Bowl. The fans are, you know, they're walking around and that's, you know, the on the concourse or whatever the level between the first level and the second. The people shirts off the whole thing. I mean, it was a straight party. Go to the callers. Come on. Oh, I'm I am trying to paint a picture on, of what Mark. it could be someday Make here, OB. I don't know if we'll ever get Pray back there. Loud. But I know where we're at here. Castle, you are not. Okay. 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 Go to the okay. Callers. okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> He's kind of 
Picasso, right? Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. all twisted and screwed up. Yeah, Picasso Schwartz. <laughs> I, I recommend a Bears-Rams YouTube viewing tonight. It'll make you feel better. Tony and Addison, welcome to WGN. Go ahead. Yeah, good evening. Uh, yeah, I haven't heard this all night, but uh, it might be just a pipe dream about the, a couple of names for uh, maybe defensive coordinator, but it's outside. You know, they used to be coaches, head coaches, and also defensive coordinators. First of all, like one name is Lovey Smith, used to coach the Bears. Oh, my God. And he's a Rams for a long time, for a defensive coordinator for the Rams, and also Matt Patricia, even though he's with the Lions for a few years, he knows the NFC North, and he's no. a coordinator for the Patriots for a long time. So I don't know if it's possible, but it's just a couple names. You know, it's just a pipe dream, perhaps possibly. That's you know, I'm not sure if they're going to go go with them, but it's just a couple names, and they're they're good, good they're good, both good with defense. Tony, you know? that's a that's actually a very good call because Lovey's not going to have a lot of options, so maybe he'd be desperate enough. Matt Patricia, I mean, he had the worst uh, worst defense in football. What did you call it? Ob the no uh, the no nothing. Yeah, the no nothing defense. He deployed the no nothing defense. Yeah, he played man to man and just tried to get to the quarterback and. You know, he made uh, Trubisky look like he was an NFL quarterback. Tony, what I think so. they have to do defensively, if <clears throat> with what we're hearing that Pagano's gone, they've got to get somebody that thinks a little bit outside the box, guy, young guy, aggressive guy, and 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 see if he can uh, put a little life and a little pizzazz back into this defense. So my 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 wish head. would be to get somebody. Younger, right. somebody can think outside the box. Jay, Jay Rogers, who was mentioned earlier, in-house seems, seems seems very logical. Dave in South Florida, thank you so much for your patience. Welcome. Go ahead. Hey, guys. It's always a pleasure. Uh, I want to thank you guys personally. You guys have uh, made sure I didn't run off the cliff uh, <laughs> every single game this year with the offense, the defense. And my question to you guys is this. Where do we go from here? Where do we honestly go from here with Ryan, with Ryan Pace just taking us into another year without a quarterback, without draft picks, and without viable options at receiver? We need so many positions filled. I mean, I, I don't know what else to think. I, I don't know, guys. I'm dumbfounded, but I want to thank you guys for this year. You guys are the only reason I listen to any sports post-game shows in Chicago. Well, thank you, Dave. That's you, awfully sir. nice of you to say. It's certainly appreciated. Thanks, Dave. And I, Dave, I can tell you, there, where, where can we go? There's nowhere for us to go. We're going to the saloon. We're there, Dave. There is nowhere we can go. We need five guys up front in the offensive line. I don't care what anybody says. We need five guys. Uh, we have we have uh, our wideouts are good. We have good tight ends. Okay, but you need five guys up front. You need a quarterback, and you need an offensive coordinator that can think outside the box, that understands the rules of the game and what the rules give you, the whole field, how to utilize it. We do not have any of that. Now, can that be brought in from now until the first game? Who knows? Hopefully they can do it, but I doubt it. But there's a lot of work has to be done, a lot. I don't know if they can do it. No, they're unfortunately, uh, Ed, um, they're going in the same direction, and uh, it's not pretty, and it it, it hurts all of us because, you know, keep in mind now, every one of us love this organization. We all uh, gave up body parts 
And um, we want them to do well. And then to see them fail miserably and to not do anything to try and fix it, that's our frustration. And I think, you know, it will always be our frustration because, quite frankly, this organization is one of the, uh, you know, it's original, really. I mean, you know, George Hallis started this league. The NFL was started by this guy. And look what they've turned it into. It's a it's a joke and it's embarrassing and it's heartbreaking and it breaks all of our hearts. And I'm speaking on uh, on on behalf of Dan and Ed and guys. If I'm wrong, you can tell me to shut up right now. But I know you feel the same way. It it breaks our heart to watch what we're seeing. And you know, it, look, I don't like firing on anybody because I know Matt Nagy has sons, and you know, I raised four sons myself, and he's probably a wonderful father. He's just not a very good football coach. That's all. Well, pretty plain and simple. Personally, for me, pretty much born and raised there. Just you know, like Dick Butkus was. I went to Longfellow Grade School in in Berkeley and in Hillside, and went you to Proviso bus, High School yeah. in Maywood. Bus to get to high school. Yeah, University of <laughs> Illinois, and and my God, it's like the first thing you know your 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 family, my mom, my dad, and. And the good Lord, and then and then it was the Chicago Bears. Really, since I was a little kid, I don't know what the hell ever drew me to football, but it did. But it was always the Chicago Bears, and to grow up here and with the love I have for the organization, and whatever have you, it, I'll tell you what, it's beyond painful because when you know what's right and true, and you see people come in here, general managers one after another, head coaches. This has been going on for thirty-five years, folks. Come in there and have no clue, no clue how to win a world championship. Why do I say that? Look at their records year after year, decade after decade. One knucklehead after another. All right? It's enough with the excuses. Enough is enough. Okay? And and, and what's sad, you're bringing these guys back. What do you think is going to happen this year? Glenn, give us an answer. What do you think is going to happen this year gonna, with this it's crew? Gonna, it's going to be a disaster again, and I mean we know it. That's that's why we are so upset about this. And you know we we can talk until we're blue in the face, but there's nothing we can do. Nothing. But um, you know, at the end of the day, we still love this organization, and right. I hope they can pull their heads out of their backside and uh, see the light for once and go, hey, let's fix it. Let's figure out how to fix this thing. And it, it, it starts with a quality general manager and a quality head coach. If you get those two things, things fall in place after that. You know, it, it's going to be a rebuild. There's no question about it. But they're, they're, they don't want to believe in that. We are up against it here, guys. The show coming to an end. we got about another 40 seconds. Thank you to our friends at Bartolini's Restaurant and Catering. Bartolini's, you've been the best all season long. Thank you to Vuk. Thank you to Chevy. Ob Luke is the man. By yeah. the way, I just thought I'd right. throw that in. I just want to say uh, thank you to the Chicagoland people uh, for listening to our show. We've been doing this for quite a while. Thank the great Dan Hampton, Mark Carmen, Glenn Kozlowski, especially to you fans. And it's it's been wonderful. It's been a fine run here, and just wish all of you a healthy and prosperous twenty one. And God's love to all. Hampo. Well, yeah, again, and we hate to uh, send it off on such a somber note. We wish there were, you know, 
bright days ahead, but unfortunately, we're in a corner. We've got a couple of guys that painted us into a corner. Now they're looking around trying to find out who can rescue them, and there's going to be a lot of hardship trying to get this thing back on the road. Thank you to Curtis. Thank you to Jay Kazi. You're the man. Thank you so much, bud. Guys, love you, and let's all stay healthy in 2021. We'll, uh, we'll get back together. We'll put the band together again, right? Amen. And thank you all so much for listening. Jake and Curtis, great job, guys. Jake and Curtis, thank you, guys, you much. Adam Hogue, everybody a part of the show this year. Geese, the whole thing. We uh, we loved being here with you. Uh, have a great, 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 great off season. And uh, bear down, baby.